WNHH FM's Just in Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us about ideas that matter with people who are making a difference. Today, our guest is Paul Boudreau of the Hamden Tenants Union. Uh, thank you, Paul, so much for being in community with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well today, thank you. Um, just trying to fight the fight. Yeah, um, and so, you know, share, share a little bit about yourself, you know, how did you come into the Hamden's Tenant Union and how long has the Hamden's Tenant Union been around for? Well, um, how we came about this, this all started when they towed my car, to be honest. Uh, that was the catalyst. It, it's not the sole reason where we've moved on everything, but um, I was upset and I realized that everybody else's cars were getting towed as well um, and decided something needed to be done. And my wife and I were talking and we realized that there really are no laws to, to prevent this, to help us, uh, and decided we had to change the law. Uh, all in one conversation in our kitchen. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> by the kitchen cabinet. Yeah, exactly. Yes. While having a cup of coffee by the counter. And uh, we're like, well, we'll just have to change it. And I don't know why suddenly we, we thought we could do that. But apparently it's 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 true. You can just do that with a little bit of work. Um, but we started the union with three people. Um, we went door to door. We found so many more issues than just the towing um, with rent increases, retaliation, just, just pure intimidation by the landlord and the tower, uh, as, well as, um, as well as meeting a lot of really, really, really good people that we didn't even know were around us until we started knocking on doors. Um, and and that's basically the long and short of how we how we got to where we are now, which is probably around. I don't even know. We're growing so fast right now; it's hard to keep track. I think we're at about two seventy five, three hundred somewhere members uh, citywide now. Uh, we've expanded to include the rest of Hamden, and we're not just doing our complex Saramonte anymore. Um, and it's it's been going really well, and it's hard to keep up with it. It's going so well. 
Wow, that that is impressive. Um, how long has the, the tenant union been around for again? So we started Canvas. We started looking into things probably um, uh, November, December of 2021. We started officially canvassing uh, January 2022, like right after the new year. Um, so we're, we're, we're barely, a, we're not even a year old yet. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is stuff we've been doing. Like my wife and I have been always socially active in, in the community. Um, and, and to be honest, we've searched for something that we could make our own, our own cause, so to speak, that we could like, you know, kind of commit to a life of mission to get behind. And this has been it. Uh, so that's, that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it feels like it's been years now. I swear to God, it feels like it's been 10 years we've been doing this, but it's been less than a year. Time flies when you're uh, having fun, huh? Yes. Or raising heck, uh, either way. <laughs> um, so what is a tendency, right? Like, I think a lot of people have a general idea of what a labor union is, right? Um, right? Uh, I'm sure plenty of people have solidarity with, you know, the railroad uh, workers and their union, but like, what's a tenants union, right? Like y'all are workers, you live a place. So like, what, what's a tenants union? Why? Like what? To break it down for people. Okay. So basic, the real basic definitions, two or more renters or tenants who join together to bargain collectively with the landlord. Um, more broadly, um, it's a community. It, it, it really is. It, 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 it's, it's a community of people who've come together to stand by each other, to stand up for each other, to bargain with the, for each other, and to, to fix what's wrong with with the whole housing situation. I mean, that's what it really comes down to is many of us are have, you know, most of us have committed to trying to fix the problems that exist, not just bargain our way into a lower rent increase, but actually make it so that people can live uh, in the town of Hamden and, and have peace in their homes. So this is not just about like how fast rent increases, but like things for say like accessibility or cleanliness or you know structural conditions repairs those are different types of things that would like fall under our umbrella of like collectively organized yes yes in addition to you know also things like you know there's there's one woman where we, we've helped getting it back into school um you know we will help people register to vote We'll help people, you know, sign up for SNAP if they need food assistance. Like, we'll, we'll do whatever it is to help our community. And that's really the, the whole mission of the tenant union is to help our community, uh, to help people who are struggling so that maybe they don't have to struggle quite as much. Well, that, that is that's truly beautiful. Um, you know, I, have you ever been in a tenants union before? Is this something that like you, you know, like you were in a tenants union before and then you said, you know, 
while I'm here at, you know, Saramonte's at Wild in Hamden, I'm going to join up at a tenant union. Like, was this a, this is a relatively new thing for Hamden, but have you been in a tenant union before, or is this the first time you've been part of a tenant union? No, this is the first, I've been in labor unions, but I've never been in a tenants union. Um, my exposure started probably in, again, back in November, I think, when I was reading about a Brooklyn tenants union um, and thought, that's what we need to do. We need a tenants union. Like it works in labor. Why wouldn't it work here? And, uh, and that was pretty much my, my tenant union education walking into this was I knew there was one in Brick, Brooklyn and they were, you know, you, you um, organized and negotiated together. Uh, aside from that, I had no other knowledge of what a tenant union was. I kind of had to learn as I go. Okay, well, that, that, um, yeah, no, that, that I, I think for people, a lot of people who are thinking about these things, right, of like, there are models out there. Um, how, you know, you said you've been organizing for about a year, but how long have you lived in this community, lived in this facility? So we've lived there six years coming up going on seven um and we've had a lot of issues over those years <laughs> and, and and i i guess you know i i know right now you're at a hearing to talk about uh towing but you know can you share talk about some of the uh some of the things that you've organized around or some of the issues that y'all have seen um, at facilities that you know you've started to organize around. Yeah. Um to well, to start off, we were starting small, which was basically we wanted to to revive the Fair Rent Commission. I don't know, I guess that's not small, is it? Um, we wanted to revive the Fair Rent Commission in Hamden, get it functional and file as many complaints as we could from people who were seeing unreasonable rent increases. And when I say unreasonable, I mean 20, 40, 75% increases. Um, and so that was the first thing we organized around was just trying to get that done as well as just trying to get attention. Uh, for our union so that we, you know, we could be a force to be reckoned with. Um, ultimately, we've been, we've organized around most of the housing justice issues. Uh, right now, we have a ordinance, uh, a proposed ordinance uh, in process with the city legislator, the city council that, um, that gives far, like far more protections to tenants in Hamden uh, and we hope we'll set an example for other cities, um, including New Haven, who supposedly has the most progressive uh, tenant protection ordinance right now. We, we feel this is going to be far more reaching. Um, and it's basically all the things we've organized around, which is reasonable rent increases, uh, just cause eviction, 
not throwing people with kids out in the street because you want to renovate the place and rent it for twice as much money this week, this month. Um, we, we've also organized around um, the predatory towing, of course, which, you know, to a lot of people is the end of the line. You take somebody's car. I mean, we've all read it. I think it, the, the figures are around 40% of people in America are $400 away from financial ruin. Um, just one emergency away. Somebody yesterday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, their car was towed as they ran into their house to use the bathroom. And then th to get it back the next morning, it was $600. Um, God, that's, like that's that's, and that's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, and, and, and we were just talking at, like uh, this morning, a bunch of us about how like, oh, we're, we're, wait, we're gonna be expecting the Christmas towing soon because you know, right the week before Christmas, they'll be here towing cars like crazy so that, that people can't have a Christmas for next year. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's not criminal, but it should be. Mm. For those of y'all who uh, are just joining us, uh, you're listening to Just In Time Conversations, WNHHFM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, here uh, talking to Paul Boudreaux of Hampton Tenants Union, uh, talking about predatory uh, towing. Um, and so when did, you know, towing become an issue for you, for the complex, for your neighbors, like when? Had this always been an issue the six years that you lived there, or is this a fairly new issue? Actually, no, it, was, it wasn't an issue early on. For the first probably four years-ish, um, we really didn't have any towing issues. We didn't have a lot of maintenance, but we were kind of left alone. We kind of felt like, well, there's nothing we can really do to improve this place. It's just kind of a, one of those places. Um, until Harry Horowitz bought the place um, two years, just about two years ago, um, abandoned us for most of COVID. There was no maintenance, no management, no staff for about eight months straight. Um, and then introduced themselves by tow like having like a, a towing binge. Like one day, literally towed about forty cars from the place. Um, you know, there were multiple wreckers there, towing cars. Uh, and most of them were for not valid reasons. I understand that people abandon cars in places sometimes or, or things, you know, there's, there's cars that are leaking fluids and unsightly, but this is not the cases we're talking about. We're talking about someone who was about five degrees off when they parked in their parking space, backed in carefully and was slightly crooked or hadn't gotten out you know, by 8 a.m. to clear the snow off their windshield after a snowstorm. So the sticker couldn't be seen, so they took the car. Um, they took all our assigned spaces away to make it even easier to tow us. Uh, the, the, some of the reasons they tow was uh, car wasn't backed in, car was crooked, car was backed in too far. That was actually somebody, a couple people have been towed because they said they backed up too much. Um, how do you do that? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the definition, I don't know what the definition of any of these things are. Like what's, what's the exact angle of parking that is considered off, like not straight in the space anymore. Is it two degrees? Is it seven degrees? Is it 15? You know, um, 
yeah, is, is backing up and too much in the space. Does that mean you're 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 five feet from the front of the lines? I, I don't know. Uh, Getting graded on the gradient. <laughs> so yeah, I mean these are just a small handful of some of the reasons they've towed FedEx trucks, uh, a, a multitude of visiting nurses, that, and these cars are wrapped, you know, with the company's logos. It says they're home healthcare. It's obvious what they're doing there. There's a lot of elderly. Um, they they went so far as to tow a pharmacy car that was delivering oxygen uh, to a disabled person that lived there oh my god yeah I, I mean it there's no there's literally no limit to the depths uh, of deprivation these people will go to just to make money and, and that's all it's about they make money they make a lot of money doing this they tow the cars if you can't afford to get it back which like in my case i couldn't afford it i was home with a major back injury that i got um literally falling in the parking lot because they don't plow. Um, my wife was home recovering from breast cancer surgery. Uh, and then we had to watch our car get towed away. And we knew we didn't have any money. We had already borrowed a lot of money. We were down and out. It was literally the middle of quarantine. Nobody knew how they were making money and what was going to happen. And here's this guy coming to tow everybody's cars um, during like literally the worst financial like situation we've had in a hundred years for, for people who aren't rich. Um, anyone that's, that's even close to the, to, to the poverty level uh, is a, was horribly affected by COVID obviously, whether you got sick or not. And, you know, it, it, it's, I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that was never legislated because they assume people would do the right thing. That people wouldn't go to these extremes just to make money. And I don't know why they assume that after seeing how the rest of the world runs for the last 50 years, but uh, it, yeah, they assumed wrong. And um, and it's something that needs to be changed. And, and so I, well, first, right, Hope you, your wife, are recovering, doing well. Um, I um, there's a lot that you just said. There is a lot. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Towing of FedEx cars. I'm like, hold on, that's people's packages, right? I'm like, hold on. Mm -hmm. Towing of pharmacy cars, right? Cars that are bringing literally life-saving medications. Usually, in those cases, people are so destitute that they're like, okay, I cannot get from point A to point B, so I need this to be delivered. And, and, and a service, many people's medications, life-saving uh, agents, right? To, to, to be told, I'm just like, what? Uh, um, and so, like, what, you know, if I, right, if you were, you know, a great organizer for the day, right, and, and you had the ability to, to share with policymakers, right, mm -hmm. like, what are, right, like, I, I think you alluded, like, you feel like a lot of this is common sense, right, but, like, to break it down for, for uh, the policymakers who might not know this issue. Right, like, what are the things that 
you would say, okay, these are the things that need to be addressed about this practice. Well, right off the bat, there has to be some rules for non-consensual towing on private property. For example, a, maybe a, a list of conditions that are towable reasons, not because you're slightly crooked or not backed up properly or, or not even backed in a space. Not everybody can back in a space easily. Uh, people have physical limitations that make it very difficult for them to back into a space, yet everyone's required to, um, with, the, with the exception of a very, very small uh, handful, which we still Why? don't know. It's totally random who gets an exception and who doesn't. <laughs> no, but what, well, why do you have to back in? Like, what's the, like? Oh, we have to back into space it because it makes it easier for them to tow the car. Because then they can just pick it up from the front of the car. That's the reason we have to back in so they can literally tow us. Um, it, it, it's mind boggling that like we have to set our, we have to set ourselves up to be towed um, and, and, you know, and, and all we're asking is for decency. Like we're, we're not looking to like break the rules. We're not looking to, to run wild or have junk cars everywhere. We just wanna come home from work, park our car and go inside and try to get a break from all this. Uh, the, the world is overpowering these days. Like it's complete sensory overload. And now more than ever, we need peace in our homes. And I need to not be looking out the window literally every 10 minutes to see if my car is getting towed or wake up in the middle of the night. And, and I do this every single time. I run to the window to see if my car is getting towed. Um, without even hearing anything. I just assume it might be out there tonight um, because sometimes it is and they're taking one of our neighbor's cars for no reason. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, there's no end to like, at one point um, they towed one woman's car, refused to give it back to her because she didn't have a title, which on a 20 year old car in Connecticut, you don't need a title. Uh, it's not required by the state of Connecticut or Department of Motor Vehicles to legally register our car, yet he was requiring it. He lost the car. Uh, her husband lost his job as a result. Um, they've been having problems ever since. They've, they're having problems with their marriage. Uh, obviously, financially, it's just, you know, you don't, they don't have jobs now, so they're ruined. And, and this is all over, you know, somebody just subjectively deciding I'm not going to give you your car back and these should like this there should be penalties for this there should be like literal criminal charges like this man stole a car uh he stole these people's car and then what he does is he puts a lien on them and sells them later so either he gets the scrap metal the parts uh sold for them or he sells them whole as used cars uh and we just lose our car we don't get anything out of that um so it's it's um there, what, there happens to your property? Regulation. Hmm? what happens to your property if it's left inside the car? Well, it's fun, interesting you should mention that because in the hearing, um, one of the towers was, was testifying and mentioned that uh, they have, they're required to let people get stuff out of their cars, which when I called and asked when my car was told, I was told we, we are not allowed to get stuff out of the cars without paying for the car first. Um, so I found that quite interesting. 
you're you're you are supposed to be able to get stuff out of your car uh that's quote unquote urgent because i looked it up after he said it and uh there's no real um definition of what urgent is so i guess it's a matter of what's urgent to you uh whether it be your phone charger your your insulin meds you know that, that could run the whole gamut but again um most of the time people end up losing their property because they don't think they can get it. Um, or the tower tells them they can't when they can, like in my case, uh, I don't know how many other people that's happened to, but I'm going to be asking from now on. And I'm guessing that any collateral, so they don't say, Oh, there's an $800 computer in here and we're going to sell it. Um, but you know, you owe 12. So now you only owe four. If you want to buy the car for four, you can get it for four. I'm guessing they just say, cool, whatever's in there is whatever's in there. Yeah, you once know. they own the car, they own the car and the contents. I know that from working in the automotive field for the last 30 years. Um, once you put a mechanics lien on a car and you own it, it's all yours. And it's up to you what you do with the with the items. Now, I've been in shops where we've had to do that basically because people have abandoned cars. Um, and even then we'll call them and say, do you want your stuff? Cause you left all your stuff here. You know, like, I mean, just out of decency, uh, yeah, it would never occur to me to just keep the stuff and sell it as well. It's like people's private belongings. Um, just like the car is, it would never occur to me to take someone's car and just keep it as well. Um, but I mean, I think we need to, to come up with like really good legislation and smart legislation uh, to prevent these kind of towings. Um, one of the things that the, the company that tows at Saramonte, my hoopty does is they, they're 45 minutes away from the complex. So right off the bat, you're looking at a 45 minute tow with all that mileage uh, that you have to pay for. So the average tow ends up being like $200 once you get to the shop, uh, where if it was down the street, it'd be 120, say 110, $120. Um, and there are many towers in Hamden, but they use these people in particular because they, one, they'll, they'll do whatever they want, uh, and, and they use them as a retaliatory arm of the landlord, uh, for people who are complaining about things not being fixed, people who might owe rent, um, people or, or people who just, they just don't like for various reasons, they'll have their cars towed. And, and we've been told this over and over, including by people who walked, worked in the office at Saramonte, that if you didn't pay your rent, your car got towed, um, which is not right. Cause eventually you pay your rent and your car doesn't, it didn't come back all of a sudden, you didn't get that money back. Um, you didn't get your parking space for an extra couple of days or weeks, whatever you needed to pay your rent. But um, yeah, we're, we're looking to change a lot, like really, because it, it really has to, to be less uh, uh, predatory. Like it, it shouldn't be at all predatory or, or it shouldn't be easy to make it predatory. You shouldn't be able to like just go, well, I'm just not going to have any morals and tow everyone in sight and it's legal. Um, I think that's what it really comes down to is, is unfortunately we have to legislate common sense. Well, I, um, for those of y'all who are just joining us, you are listening to Just In Time Conversations. 
WNHH FM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer. Our, our guests, Paul Boudreaux, Hamden, Tenants Union, talking about predatory towing. Um, I, I remember you said someone during Thanksgiving, uh, they were towed and it was like $600. But then you said like the average is around 200. So are there like different price ranges for different things or is there like holiday prices like what like how do people pay what do they pay like what how, how does that work well that's kind of one of the questions because towing rates are set by the state of connecticut um they're 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 just set and there shouldn't be a variation between toes between people that live at Monte. I mean, you're talking maybe a difference of 500 feet in living distance. So it should be just a hookup fee, mileage, and they get to the shop. If you get it the same day, it should be the same price every time. Um, why sometimes it's $200 and then other times it's $600? Like literally, we don't know. Uh, the person who paid $600 to get their car back didn't get a receipt um, and was and asked for one and never gave, got their receipt. Uh, which I looked at his reviews on Google and I realized this is also something he does because uh, there's other people there asking for their receipts and um, ultimately uh, he literally just mocks them in reply. Uh, he he um, He really has no regard for basically the law or, or people in general, like he, he believes he's above everyone. I'm fair, like I'm fairly, well, I know he's, he's, he's a racist. I've seen the post on his Facebook page. Um, I'm not going to repeat them because some of them are literally horrific. Uh, the, um, he has no regard for women. Um, he's, that he sent this horrific sexual email to my wife as because she uh, blocked him from towing one of our neighbor's cars. Uh, probably not what we're supposed to be doing, but we don't know what else to do, to be honest. Like we're trying to save each other at this point. And it's like we were saying about what a tenant union is. We're people who stand up for each other. And uh, you know, when, when some 70 year old woman's car is getting towed, we're gonna stand up for her. Because uh, she doesn't need that. She can't get out there to clear her windshield every time. Um, not everybody is able to do all this stuff. And um, we really need to make it so that like somebody like this can't just arbitrarily take advantage of like entire complexes. And this is the only complex he does. Uh, our owner says they use them at every one of their complexes, uh, which I believe in Connecticut is seven, but I, we're still trying to vet that out to see exactly what, what is owns, uh, because through the 30 LLCs that uh, our owner uses to hide behind, it's really difficult to figure out who owns what sometimes. Wow, and, and you said he, so what, who, hmm. what towing company, who is this? What? So the towing company is called myhoopty.com. They're in Oakville, Connecticut. Um, and I don't know if they, they, I don't think they do solely non-consensual towing, but it seems to be like the bulk of their business. Um, 
they do that and they sell used cars coincidentally, which, you know, when you're taking people's cars, you end up with a lot of cars on a parking lot you can sell all of a sudden. Um, the owner's name is Michael Festa. He, uh, he's actually downstairs testifying as we speak. He was supposed to testify for two for 10 minutes. It's been an hour and I believe just about an hour and five minutes now he's been testifying and we don't know what he's talking about. He just goes on about minimum wage and stuff, but he's not talking about any of the, the real things he's been doing to people for sure. Um, and we're here today to try to keep him from getting a rate increase on non-consensual tow for all the towers in Connecticut, um, which would be awful, like for everyone who's who's teetering on the brink of poverty or is already in poverty. Um, these tows are, are they're, they're the end of the line, like I said earlier, they're the end of the line for a lot of people. Um, and I've been in a position where I'm broke enough where having my car towed ruined my life before when I was younger. And even then I had people to fall back on. Like, I don't know what happens when you have no one to fall back on. Like you just lose everything. Um, simply because you, you, it was dark that night and you didn't get your car straight in the lines exactly. Uh, it, it shouldn't be that easy to ruin someone's life just so you can make a little bit of money and when and the bottom line is is that you know when you cut it down to you know if he's doing a proper tow and charging the proper amount he's probably making fifty dollars on a tow so we're not talking about a thousand dollars every time he tows a car he's making like he's he's just chiseling away like it's not even for that much money um which which is even more like you could make that money on us pretty easily uh in the repair business. And I, and I don't know why he doesn't just do that. Now, I've heard about term uh, picking up and dropping. Um, so what, what is, like, what is that? So picking up is dropping is when the tow truck driver comes, picks up your car, you come out before he drives away, you give them, uh, well, the rate varies. It's somewhere between one and $300, depending on who's paying uh, via cash app um, several times without receipts. And they That's put your right. car back down right where they picked it up. So obviously it wasn't causing a problem. Like they keep saying these cars are abandoned. These cars are like, you know, they're, they're obstructing things, but they'll pick up a car and put it down in the exact same spot for $200 or $300. Uh, if you're, if you get out there fast enough. Um, so to me, it's just, like, they're using us as ATM machines. They come, they pick up a car. I've seen them do it where they'll make a lot of noise till somebody comes out and then somebody will pick up their phone, cash out them the money and they put the car down and leave. Um, it's literally like being a human ATM machine. Wow. That, wow. But I, Wow. Um, um, you know, as we near our, our time, um, you know, how can people stay involved? How can people keep up to date uh, with y'all uh, and all that you do? Well, we, uh, if you search Sarah Monty on 
Facebook. You can find we have a Facebook page as well as a Facebook group. Um, you can email us at camden.tu at gmail.com. We'll be happy to give you any information you, you could want or sign you up for the tenant union as well. Um, or just keep reading and like do a search for, for housing and towing. Um, you'll find it. I mean, it's starting to come up more and more because more and more of these places are having these issues. Um, you know, two years ago, there was one or two people doing this. Now there's a, there's a conference room full of people downstairs uh, who are all trying to get their rates increased for non-consensual tow, um, which means this, this, this movement is growing uh, to, to, to attack the poor. And really that's all this is, it's all these things are attacks on the poor, the housing issues, the towing issues, um, they're all attacks on the poor. And, and it's because we're easy targets, because we don't have lawyers, because we don't have a lot of resources in a lot of situations, because these resources weren't available, people don't have the education to fight these things by, their, by themselves. Um, also another good reason for tenant unions, because we have people who are good at fighting these things. Um, but ultimately, um, the attack on the poor has to stop because this country is going to stop moving soon because we're the ones who keep it going. We're the ones who show up to work every day and, and dig holes and fix cars and, and cut hair and, 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 you know, work in hospitals and clean the rooms. Um, we're the ones that nobody notices half the time, um, but we're the ones who do all your stuff. And, and if you're going to attack us, we're, we're not going to be here soon. It's already hard. Like, I mean, one of the things you, you I'm sure that people have known, the trades, uh, uh, nobody's going into them anymore. Uh, it, it doesn't make enough money and people realize like it's hard doing that and it's hard to survive just being in a trade, being a carpenter or, or uh, a hairdresser. Um, uh, um, home health aid, anything like that. Like you're just barely surviving a lot of times. Um, and we're going to go like, you know, that we're, there's going to be fewer and fewer of us as time goes on. Um, not sure where that leads to be perfectly honest, because it doesn't leave much for the rest of the world. No, that, that it's, it's definitely true. Um, I always like to uh, usually start the show this way, um, but um, a hot take, right? Uh, I, uh, I always ask people a hot take to, so people can kind of get a flavor of who you are, right? Um, I think for me, my, my latest hot take is that um, the only way to watch a show is to binge watch it, right? So like, cool, you can watch a show, Week, week after week after week, right? I feel that's incorrect, right? Like I feel you should watch it collectively, right? Like if an artist puts together work, right? You should watch it, right? In like a couple of sittings, but it shouldn't be like week after week after week. That's my hot take, right? I, I stand by it. I know some people are gonna be like, bro, that sounds wild, right? Um, but I don't know. For me, that feels like a truth. What's something that you know is universally true for you that other people, you're like, y'all just don't know, like you're wrong. I, mean, I won't watch the show until the series finale has, has, has been aired. I won't even start watching it yet. I binge watch 
show after show and there's no way I could wait every week for a show. I've had to do that and it's torture. I don't, I think it should be as illegal as the predatory towing. <laughs> Hottest take. I am a thousand percent with you, my friend. Uh, predatory towing. No, watch, watching shows week by week instead of in a setting. Completely agree with you. Um, and, and my favorite question, you know, close on uh, with people, um, you know, what's the song that we can think about uh, to think, connect to, to, to the tenants union, connect to the work that you're doing, right? Even personal, collectively, what's the song? Um, I feel it's so important to connect people via song uh, uh, and, and bring it into our memories about these different things that we talk about. So what's a song to you or to the tenants union that you're like, Y'all should listen to this. Like, well, like this is something that we can connect to y'all about. Um, I have to go with Public Enemy, Fight the Power. I know it's kind of almost cliche at this point, but it's always been one of my favorites. We were listening on the way here in the car. Well, that is a wonderful uh, and great song. Uh, definitely to y'all. Uh, continuing to fight the power uh, and uh, uh, or as uh, uh, Bob Marley's get up, stand up. Uh, let y'all continue to get up and stand up for your rights. Uh, thank you uh, for connecting with us uh, today, Paul, uh, uh, and all of you who've connected with us today on Just In Time Conversations, WNHHFM 103.5. Again, Justin Farmer, Justin Time. Until next time, let us continue to plant the seeds of change so we can grow together. I don't